welcome or welcome back to Tea and Tangents with Tara. On today's episode, we have Annie back. Hi. And we have Teresa listening Hi. again. So, let's talk about your room, Annie. <laughs> oh, God. What about my room? And for reference, Annie's my cousin. So, Annie's, <laughs> Annie's room has a lot going on. Um... Yeah, I guess you could say that. Well, currently not because it's very um, clean now after mm-hmm. a lot of my personal belongings got mm-hmm. thrown away. But what can we do about it? <laughs> my mom one time, she did that. Went in my room when I wasn't home and just cleaned up everything and it was really bad. I was like, break- I had a breakdown for like two hours. Yeah. And my sister didn't understand. She didn't understand. She was just telling me to like grow up and like stop being a baby. And this was only last year. So, yeah. I mean, your room is your space. That's where you feel comfortable and where you feel safe. So, of course, if someone's messing up the way your space feels to you, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Teresa, what were you saying about mental space? Oh, I was saying how your room. Your room, technically, it says a lot about your mental state. That's what everyone says, and I kind of see that. Like, when I'm, like, really busy, you know, going to work, doing stuff, my room's a mess. And so is my mental state, honestly, because you're exhausted. You don't have the energy to, like, pick up that one piece of sock on the floor and put it where it belongs. Or if you're going going through something, you don't, like, have the energy to, like, put away that one shirt sitting on your bed for, like, Three days. <laughs> so that's me. I sleep with clothes on my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this is apply for lockers too. Because my high school locker well, I went to a high school that was seven through twelve and that locker was very dirty. <laughs> my friends like to joke around saying that it held like all of like Africa's water supply in there. Oh my god. And then and I had like the whole supermarket in there because it was just like food in there. Yeah, I could really know. I could really in high school I had my locker and it, it had like my same gym clothes for like the whole year. I remember that. <laughs> I never oh, changed it. I know it was so bad. But I honestly wasn't even going through anything. I was just kind of just lazy. I just didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, gym is only an hour. Like, no, yeah. my room in high school, my locker in high school was very like pristine. Yeah, I, your room is very pristine. I too. like I like a neat space, and not because I'm. Um, not, it's not like a stuck up thing or anything. I just like knowing where things are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I have a messy space, I can't find things, which makes me uncomfortable. I really like knowing where everything is and having it organized so that I put things back where I got it. And then like locker space. I loved getting those things from Target. Like, you know, the oh, organization stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The organization stuff. And then like the labels for my binder and all that. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice to have your own organized things. I really wish, um, and though. Annie, I relate to you because when the, when the <laughs> no because <laughs> stop okay you know that part out okay basically <laughs> Annie, I relate to you with like people touching your stuff and how you don't want people to touch your own belongings. Like I totally understand that because with me like. My mom, like, one time I went shopping, right? Like, I did my own thing. I wasn't buying anything, like, to hide or anything. Mm-hmm. But she went through my bag. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's my bag. Like, what are you doing? And she got mad. She's like, oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. I should be able to mm-hmm. go through your stuff. And I'm like, it's my 
saying, like, you know. No, so yeah, I understand. That's exactly how I felt just, like, what was it, like, last week or the week before when my dad went into my room. It was, oh, it was definitely the 4th of July, like, sort of that week, a couple of days after. When he went into my room, well, I was in Syosset, you know, with my friend, mm-hmm. Maddie, mm-hmm. and Kristen, and, um, and a couple of his friends. And um, that's when, and my sister was at work, so that's when he went into my room and saw the condition of it. And then that Tuesday, he was, he went in again without me knowing when I was at my other job. And that's when he just threw out like all my personal belongings and everything. But he would also go through, he also went through my drawers. And my sister was in the room at the time and didn't do anything to stop it because, but she did tell me, and he went through all my drawers and everything, and he found, um, like, um, my draw with, like, all my alcohol that I got from my, um, on my 21st birthday. Keep in mind, Annie is legal. Oh, yes, I am going to be 22. But, um, like, all the stuff that I had when I was 21, he found, I had a bottle of Malibu can't drink that anymore I'm very traumatized for reasons but um one of my like really good guy friends got me that for my birthday and so it just meant like a lot to me just to have that and mm-hmm. to keep that plus that was my first ever um drink gift. at 21 or yeah. bottle bottle yeah like, your own like bottle a, yeah like a you know like a birthday gift yeah yeah stuff. And so I wanted to keep that because I'm like also a hoarder and I like to hoard things and just like keep very, we know, yeah, <laughs> well, also just keep very sentimental things close to me. And that is what I consider sentimental and everything like that for many reasons. And he found that even if the bot, even though the bottle was empty, because I gave the rest of the Malibu to Kristen um, on the fourth, but we, um, he just found that and then he just like threw that out. And like every and like all the all my other stuff and was like in a big bag of garbage and I was gonna you know take care of my stuff later on that day but I don't like when people do it before I'm ready and that's exactly what he did and I just had a whole breakdown I was so scared to go home but that's also just because I don't have a great relationship with him and I was like texting my mom just to find out like when she was gonna be home so I didn't have to be home with him. Mm-hmm alone before he tried to confront me or anything and then um when we both got home i went straight to the garbage and i saw like all my stuff in the garbage it was mixed Mm -hmm. in with like actual garbage too so a lot and a lot of the stuff had broke like stuff that i spent my money on so i can only the only thing i was able to recover was a teacup that i got from a friend um a couple of years ago that is actually like my favorite teacup and luckily fortunately the malibu bottle but everything else that i spent my money on all ruined all damaged could not recover and now it's gone so i (laughs) you know yeah i understand why that would be upsetting because it's not only that oh they wanted your room cleaned they invaded your own things and your privacy and he's known to do that like other times too. I remember a couple of years ago, like when I was back in my early teens, when he would um, go through my mom's things and just like read her personal diaries and everything like that. And I just remember writing my diary. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm so scared. Like I hope like he doesn't 
read through mine or go through mm-hmm. my things because again I like to save a lot of sentimental and like personal things, especially in my drawers. So. Yeah. Yeah. And oh surprise, surprise, he did end up reading my diary. <sighs> surprise. And that's surprise. how he found out a couple of things that I thought I would only tell like people I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I feel like a lot of people could relate to like someone going through their stuff or like that's their personal stuff. And I feel like a lot of people could also to relate to having a diary and then having someone read it and then like it's a whole thing. It's exposing your personal thoughts. Exactly. I I know I don't write in a diary anymore because or a journal because I don't want to put any personal things into there that one is in my own handwriting and two that can be read for anyone and you know about anything or that can be taken out of context and read. Because I, I think I'm very aware of what I share. Like, I'm very cognizant yeah. of it. Because I want to make sure it's not being intercepted in the wrong way. Or intercepted by someone who don't want to hear it, you know. That's exactly how I am. Like, I don't really share a lot about myself, like, personally. Um, like, you know, we don't need to get into and whatever but so that's why i was even telling my friend um <laughs> matt maddie whatever you want to call him um yesterday when he found out even though he already knew this he just didn't remember that i have a brother and he was like i know nothing about you i was like no you do it's just that you know it takes it takes some time for me to share things about myself yeah and he's actually one of the few people in my life that actually knows like a lot about mm-hmm. me and um and like a very transparent state but also and then i was kind of like thinking about this like on the way to your house like in the car i'm like like i i don't know if i would consider myself an open book like i think i would but i would definitely say there are some pages that are bind together mm-hmm. so some people if they are able to get to that part where they can open up the pages and get the full story of things then that's very lucky and you know some people it takes like longer than others or sooner than others but i that's kind of like how i would probably describe myself like i am an open book but just know that there are pages that are fine together together. i think that's completely valid i think it's okay and even encouraged to keep some things to yourself because you don't want to share it with the wrong person before you're ready you again it's being ready for things being ready to move your room around or Mm -hmm. to clean your room or being ready to share certain things because if you're not ready or feeling comfortable then obviously it's not right (laughs) no and i agree and i've had people in my past and this is kind of why i have trust issues too like i had people in my past like I would tell them personal things about me and then they would use that against me Mm -hmm. and then threaten to like tell Mm -hmm. people like I shared one thing with this girl in high school that at the time I considered a friend but not anymore but she did that shit (laughs) and she like threatened to tell about it and like I didn't want him like knowing because like at the time like at 15 like your mental my mentality was like oh my god like people are gonna think I'm like so 
weird. Yeah, and and for our listeners, Curly, um, do you want to introduce who Curly is? Oh, okay. So, Curly is. <laughs> oh no, I'm just kidding. Um, Curly is this guy. I like to call him a once upon a time, but it's basically just a guy that I had really deep feelings for um, a long time ago, and. I got false hope with him. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so sorry that she exposed you in that way. I'm glad you aren't allowing her to do that now in the present day because oh, yeah, no, I I, I'm glad off. you cut her off after that. I, obviously, some people do have the capacity to grow, but it's not your job to stick around and wait for them to grow. Yeah. And I feel like my sophomore year of high school, I definitely had a lot of growth with all the experiences that I've had. And, you know, I can thank Curly for a good portion of that because, yeah. And that's how I also learned I like to go back to things that are very familiar to me, too. Hence, after the whole Curly thing, I went back to this other guy that I very, very much cared about, too. Uh-huh. Um, Coconut, we'll call him. Yeah, so I went back to Coconut and... I realized it it didn't this like occurrence didn't happen right away but like this like realization but after a while that's when I realized I every time I got like hurt or something I just kept going back to coconut and that's when I realized that the only reason why I am sticking with him is because it's what I know and what I have known and it's what I'm familiar and comfortable with. And even I was talking to um, one of the chefs that I work with um, about that, that I trust 100%. He knows, he kind of knows like all the tea and everything. And um, we were talking about a different guy um, in this sense, but the whole like concept of it was pretty much the same where he told me like, don't like Annie like don't stick with things that are um comfortable like just don't do something because it feels comfortable for you Mm -hmm. like you gotta get yourself out there and you know do things that might you know be a little bit scary but you know like you can't just keep sticking with what you know like you have to move past that to learn more exactly and I really like really thought about that and like wow yeah because it's one thing for you to realize that on your own and I mean that's great if you could realize that on your own you know that's like self-growth and as long as you're willing to change that but sometimes I feel like hearing another person realize that and say that as well it's like oh wow like Mm -hmm. I really do do this and I thought it was just noticeable for me, but now it's actually noticeable for other people, the people that actually care and do notice these things about you. So Right. Like, not only do you recognize this about me, like, now I'm hearing it. Like, you know, like, yeah. hearing it from someone else is sometimes different than hearing it in your own head. No, yeah, exactly. And you're just like, wow, like, I do do this. And even if, like, you haven't realized that or... Or come to that realization, but um, having someone bring that sort of attention to you, and then after you kind of sit back and reflect, and you're like, oh, wow, like, this is true. This is, 
I do do this or, you know, like I am like this. And then it's kind of like distinguishing like whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. If it's going to help you in a positive way or a negative way, if mm-hmm. it's going to be healthy or not. No, I remember a story that I'm not sure if you want to share. So at the job, we, um, during events, um, sometimes we do get, um, like rental staff mm-hmm. from other companies just to help us out if we're understaffed and, mm-hmm. or like we need like a lot of the extra help. And remind us where you work. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, do I really want to promote that place? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so she works at, uh, like a place where they throw parties a and catering, catering home. home. It's like yeah. a catering home restaurant. So during the time of these events, a lot of our staff were still away for school. So there was only still like a handful of us that stayed back. So, but it wasn't enough to run all those events. Yeah, so me and um, this other manager, we were in the ballroom while everyone else was eating because we had a good like two hours before like the second seating. So me and the manager were in the ballroom just finishing cleaning up, setting up, um, ready to go. So then me and him, were the last ones to eat. So while everyone else finished eating, they went back onto the ballroom, did whatever. And then me and my manager, we, like the guy manager, we went um, to eat and everything. And so after that, I wanted to, you know, my, my girl manager, she likes to call this the forbidden steps. Oh, for some freaking reason. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Wait. Me and my co-workers and my friends, we call it the forbidden steps, but because, you know, we, we get in trouble every time we're there. But, um, yeah, so I went there to go eat by myself. I was just on my phone. Mm-hmm. And then this rental staff. Oh, okay, so backtrack a little bit. Before, he did, because I had recognized him, and you know, like I worked, and he, I knew he recognized me. We worked with each other a couple of times. Um, when they needed more rental staff and whatnot. I was like, oh, yeah, your name is so-and-so. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, he's like, oh, wow, I can't believe you remember that. I'm like, well, no, I'm pretty good with names. Like, I remember that and stuff like that. And I just said casually, you know, like, oh, how, hi, how are you? He's like, I'm good or whatever. And then he was like, did I flirt with you before? And I was like, no, you didn't, like, literally like that. And he's like, like, can I flirt with you now? And I'm like, oh. and I'm like, look, I can't control what comes out of your mouth. You know, fast forward, I'm on the steps eating alone. And then all of a sudden, he comes in with, like, two other um, rental staff. One other person out of the three boys besides that one, he was also flirting with me. So two of them were flirting, and obviously one of them was, like, not. And so then... He came up to me on the steps and was like, can I give you a kiss on the cheek? This is the rental staff, right? Yeah, yes. And I was like, I guess. Like, I didn't know, like, what to say. It was like, kind because of, usually, like, I, it takes me a lot to be comfortable with you. So I was like, okay. And then he did, and then he sat next to me, and then we were just talking or whatever. Then all of a sudden, he just, like, grabbed my, like, chin and then started kissing me started making out with me and I was like I did not kiss back and I kind of froze because I was like that's just like what I do kind Mm -hmm. of you weren't expecting it exactly and plus like I'm 
very, I, I don't like PDA. So, I mean, like, I do love kissing. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but not like, you know, just like, and I was like, anyone. And you're at work, exactly. too. Exactly. And I'm like, anyone can walk in or whatever. So then she, oh, it's a she. So then he, after, then walked away. And then I started, like, nervously laughing. I was like, ah, ha, ha. like, you know, because I do that when I'm nervous and uncomfortable. I just laugh. Mm-hmm. And I know that can come off very wrong. And um, I told Christina and Kristen, my two um, best friends, Christina and Kristen, about it. And then after, I went to go tell HR. Because HR is, like, also the type of person that, like, likes to gossip, too. But mm-hmm. I did tell her, and I kind of laughed. Because I kind of laughed about it. Because it was just so, like, weird. Yeah, but I'm sure also human resources is probably, like... I did tell her. I was like, oh my gosh, the rental staff just like made out with me in the stairwell or whatever. And I did use the word make out. So that really came off bad. But, and then I was kind of laughing about it too. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess it came off in a very positive way. And HR, she tells me, instead of like saying like, are you okay or whatever? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh yeah, I already knew about it. And then she goes, oh, but he's hot. You should get his number. <gasps> That's so inappropriate. I know, yeah. And I was just like, I literally told her, I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I was like, it was like really weird or whatever. Even if it was in a place where you were comfortable, you both were ready for it, I feel like that's not appropriate for human resources to be saying as in, on a professional level. You know? That's so strange. I know, yeah. And then when I got... um confronted about it again because so my girl boss she wasn't there that day because she had um a funeral to attend oh sorry (laughs) so when she found out about it she called me and she asked me for my side of the story and I I told her well she said oh like I heard it's the talk town you you're out here kissing rental people and making out on my stairwell and everything and when I found out I was like what I know Annie would never do that because I know she knows how I am and I know she would never disrespect me like that and I really told her I was like no yeah like I would never do that to you I would never disrespect you like that that's like there's a time and a place to do stuff like that and work is not one of them and and I, you know, I told her my side of the story. She was like, oh, you wouldn't believe, like, who told you, like, who told me and everything like that. I, I already knew who told her, but I had to act like I didn't. So I was like, okay. And then, Wait, so HR told her. You told yes. HR and then HR told her. Yes. So then I, so then when I told her and then she was like, oh, you didn't think to tell, like, the head chef this other man the two other managers on the floor at the time or like HR or whoever like if this really made me uncomfortable and I said oh no 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 I did tell HR and this is what HR said to me and she was like really and I was like yeah this is what HR said to me and she like was like "Hmm, okay thank you for letting me know and then and she also, but this is one thing that I did not, she was still pissed about the situation because when she called everyone else that worked that event, my manager, she still, um, she kept bringing it up. 
she was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't need my old staff members and rental staff making what? out with each other. Yeah. And another thing that I found very disrespectful, and, like, my manager can be very petty. Another thing that I found very disrespectful was that, to me, it felt like I had confided in her about an old manager that was stalking me and just, like, well, borderline stalking me and just sending me all these creepy texts. I blocked his number. He's still sending me texts through another Mm. number. Everything like that. And it felt like she was kind of using that against me. She was like, the same way you came to me um, about this situation, and you know, mm-hmm. we handled it together and whatever, that's the same thing you should have done. And then she was also saying like, but you were alone on the steps with three guys and you didn't think to get up and leave. And I, and I told her. What? That is, one, it's your job to be, because sur- you, you're, a woman in a mostly, you know, male environment. environment. So mm-hmm. that's not unusual. But why would she blame you for their behavior? I think that's absurd. Like, one, yes, like, she, I, I, I don't really understand where she's coming from. Because even if you were to be like, oh, well, do this, this, and this to protect yourself. You're in a working environment. Why would you not expect them to act professionally? Exactly. And... I mean, I will admit, I have kissed, you know, a friend or two at the job, but that was, Mm -hmm. like, a quick peck. And, you know, it just, it happens. It happens. That's, like, far, like, that's, like, the most innocent thing that happens at that place. But she, yeah, that's, like, the far most innocent thing that's happened in that place. But... Like, she was just making it seem like, I don't even know. See, and I would say, okay, I would see how that, okay, is a little inappropriate for work. Yes. But, but, you, that wasn't something that was made apparent to other people. So, yes, even if it was inappropriate to work, one, it was consensual, you're adults, and two, you know, it wasn't, you didn't make it apparent to guests or other, you know, co-workers. So, when something bad happened she didn't you know, she didn't handle it correctly and she did say that she was about she was like getting ready to go fire me and everything but she did decide to hear my side of the story first did she believe my side of the story not at all probably me and matt we were um just talking like we were outside trying to figure out ways to um like what like ways to get fired <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe I'll just, like, make out with someone on the stairwell again. Oh, my goodness. And he, and he was like, yeah, yeah, like, let's, like, brainstorm some possible answers. He didn't suggest himself. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's beginning to get overwhelming and too much. There's a lot of relationships among the staff that you've told me about that are a little intriguing to me. Because I know it's a stereotype um, that... In these types of environments, like working for a catering hall or like a restaurant, there's a lot of dating within the pool. There's a lot of mixing within the pool. Do you want to tell us anything about that? I mean, well, obviously, you know, work, you, you're going to have your couple of like summer flings, summer romances, and those are pretty much consensual for the most part, you know? Right. And like you'll have people, you know, that are feeling one another they're very you know intrigued and interested and stuff as for suspicious activity 
I mean, I will admit, um, I definitely would flirt. I do have a flirty personality. I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> but I would sometimes like flirt very innocently um, because I am bored, but I wouldn't necessarily start it. Like I would have it being done to me, between especially by the kitchen staff, and then you know do that back. But I'm also just a very nice person, also even when I'm not flirting. So you just got to be very careful because mm-hmm. sometimes you're a little too nice to them, mm-hmm. and then they take that the wrong way. There's someone in particular that did. Am I wrong? The first person that actually came to mind was actually a dishwa- dishwasher. And, you know, I would just be nice because, like, you know, that's, again, that's just how I am. But he just came off very creepy. He's mm-hmm. in the fir- first dishwasher to do that. Um, but, yeah, we're going to not even talk about that first dishwasher. Yeah, but, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, that, but the second dishwasher, definitely, he would, like, come up to me and say, like, oh, like, when are we going on dates? And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, baby, like, like when like, can I take you out? And That is so, okay. If you were cool with it, chill with it, chill, that's fine. But that's so unprofessional. Like, I know. that's, I, I understand the environment's very different than a typical office 9-5 workplace because you're in, you're at parties every night. Mm-hmm. You're out there till two in the morning. You go out with these people sometimes. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously not the creepy ones, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you're around these people a lot. And mm-hmm. at strange hours of the night, like. And we, and you know what they say? They always say, like, one o'clock, two o'clock, like those hours, they bring out a different side of people. Did any of the guests act out, or did you see anything at a wedding that was a little questionable? Um, not from the guests. I mean, guests will, like, you know, like, sometimes the men or whatever will flirt. But, you know, that's fine. And in this industry, you do need, like, to have, like, a nice, charming, flirty personality. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just is, it is what it is. Um, sometimes I don't mind when they, like, flirt because I'm like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. to me more. <laughs> <laughs> There's also incidents that's happened with a chef. Um, as well, and again, in the beginning, because he just gave off a different vibe, in the beginning, the chef was just so, so shy and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then, like, you got to talk to him, you see he's, like, actually kind of weird, but then he's also just, like, really goofy and everything, and, you know, he started, you know, flirting with me first, so I would, you know, flirt back and Mm -hmm. just have fun and everything, and... And then after a while, and I don't really know the transition, but after a while, like, I just kind of stopped flirting. But he, especially the more of, like, where his jokes became more and more sexualized and very more sexual towards me and just kind of degrading. And, it, and like, you know, I was, like, masked because I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So... All of that was, like, pretty much masked for me, where I was just like, oh, well, no, it's okay, because we're still friends and everything. But then I started really thinking about it, and I'm like, no, friends don't talk to each other like No, this. not at all. And especially not all the time, you know? Like, I'm a person outside of that job, mm-hmm. and he's, like, like, he would just make comments about how big certain areas were like how big my chest was and how like oh he's never like 
like he would always like I remember I was on a hiatus um and I came back and he was just so excited to give me a hug and everything which is completely fine but then he was like but what he said and this is in front of like the head chef at the time and then the chef that I trust 100% in the kitchen and he was like oh, like, Annie, do you want a hug? And I was like, okay, sure. And then he was like, yeah, I haven't felt big breasts in a long time. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's so concerning and uncomfortable. I I know. And I was like, uh. Was Were like, you able to get out of that situation or did you feel trapped? At the time, I don't know really what. I kind of was just like, okay, what the heck? And I kind of nervously laughed it off. But the head chef was like, wow, like, sexual harassment much or whatever and yeah but that but and then like from like even from that time on it just kept getting like more and more and like more questionable things were being said to me and just and it was just like annoying at that point and again like degrading as I mentioned before and I was just like so over it like Mm -hmm. I have a lot of patience but it's like when you hear those type of jokes over and over and over again there were physical altercations to that did happen. And at the time, like, it didn't, like, at the time, I guess, like, it didn't make me uncomfortable. But I definitely, like, kind of sat back second time that a physical thing happened that can be very much considered sexual harassment. That's when I kind of was like, uh, okay, this is, I don't need this. And this was only, like, two weeks ago. Oh, not gonna lie i'm pmsing right now so um, <laughs> but hey that's not an excuse for their treatment like you know what i mean yeah and it doesn't it doesn't change what objectively happened it's not just because you're feeling like oh like i'm on my period or like i'm pmsing like that's why i feel annoyed because no it's because that was bothersome well even like friday again like those kids at my other job they were like working my last nerves and stuff so I went straight to this job mentally checked out of this at the catering job anyways and um and I didn't want to say hi to any of the staff because well the kitchen staff because I knew like even though it's just a simple hello you don't want to entertain anything Mm because I knew that would be like okay well she said hi to me nothing's wrong and then after he was like fine be like that then and then when I walked so then when I walked back in, so they tried to say hi to me. They were like, oh, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? Whatever. Completely, I completely ignored them and just did what I had to do and then left the kitchen again after, um, like, a couple of hours in the, into the wedding. I mm-hmm. told the head chef now, which is the chef that I trust 100%. I was like, oh, it's just, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just... It's just so annoying when you have the same jokes being made mm-hmm. to you constantly over and over again, you know? I'm kind of tired it's of it. It's tiring. And you're on top of working that long energy-draining shift, yeah. you're also... I was working 20 hours on oh, Friday. wow. So on top of working that, you have to deal with people that are supposed to make your job a little easier. And, again, like, if it was, like, a lighthearted, like, I'm all for, like, you know, the sexual jokes, you know? Mm-hmm. Who loves a, who doesn't love a good, dirty joke? But, <laughs> if, but it's, like, those, like, lighthearted, funny ones. Like, it shouldn't be degrading. Exactly. And it, it shouldn't be objectifying you repetitively. Like, that's so, again, like, I don't think sexual jokes are appropriate for the workplace. 
I mean, this is a grown man. I don't think that it's appropriate for him to be saying this repeatedly, especially the other chefs. I know that's a work. Obviously, I don't work in a kitchen, a restaurant, catering hall environment, so I'm not familiar with the atmosphere, and I know it's de- very different than working where I work. It so is. <laughs> I, so um, I understand why why you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just, there's just so much. So, right, we're not friends right mm-hmm. now. He, you know, unfollowed me and removed me as a follower. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lack of communication there. But, I, you know, like, I, I could care less. Like, I honestly, I just, I don't care mm-hmm. if we talk again, ever again, or not. Asked me this a couple of months ago. Yeah, that I would have cared. But now I don't. You're over it. Exactly. Because it's like, like, is that all you can do like like again I'm a person outside of this like it's so funny because me and Matt yesterday we um he was one of the people I went with to the midget wrestling Mm -hmm. and um we went and we were talking right and then we were also kind of cracking like little like sexual jokes with each other and just like things like that and he had he like said something to me and I can't exactly remember what it was, but he was like, I love that I can, like, joke around with you like this or whatever. I was like, well, yeah, I'm not, like, a tight ass or <laughs> But it's also because, like, me and him are, like, friends. You You're know? hanging out outside of the workplace. Exactly. And, like, we know each other, like, even though he claims, like, he doesn't know anything about me. <laughs> um, we, like, know each other outside of work. Because, um, again, like you said, we hang out outside of work. And also... We talk about, like, a lot of things, like, other things. It's, and everything that comes out of his mouth or my mouth isn't, like, always sexual, you know? It's, mm-hmm. like, we have serious conversations with each other. Whereas, like, with this chef, like, it's just, like, for the past couple of months, like, it's just been, like, nonstop, like, sexual things. And just even some of the other things that he would, like, say to me about, like, to my other friends or whatever, like... One of my friends had came back from school. I was um, like, oh, my God. Like, I gave her the biggest hug or whatever. And then the chef asked me, oh, who is that? Because I guess he didn't remember. And I said, oh, like, this is um, so-and-so. And I was like, oh, she's my bestie. You know, mm-hmm. She's my Libra bestie. And he was like, oh, I want to, like, and what yeah and, and she's, what she's younger than me well she's only like two years younger than me but but he's a lot older yeah so I, that, in what world would he think that's okay to say like well it's one thing like oh he likes you or whatever and he's harassing you but now he's making you know he's he's also sexualizing other people right and he like because there were there was like a complaint made to my manager it was very safe to assume it was about him, but um, there was a complaint made to her about, like, sexual jokes and racial jokes and everything, and he was like, um, oh, so everyone, including myself, initially thought of him, because who else would it be? Even though none of us were the ones that snitched and told, um, 
even to this day, I never, I never snitched or told. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's not snitching to say something that someone's doing to you. I know that's tr- that's true, but um, it was. I just know it wasn't me that t- said anything. But so on Friday when I was just like kind of over it, because I was thinking of telling my manager just like all of this. Good thing I didn't, because other things were just pissing her off that night. So yeah. she, she was just already in a bad mood, but. I was like, honestly, I'm probably not because I really don't think she's going to do anything. Like, let's be realistic about it. And even, like, Matt, like, kind of agreed with me because he was like, no, yeah, like, you probably should tell her, but she's not really going to do anything about it. And I was like, no, yeah. But this other girl that I told, um, she was like, no, that's, like, not okay. And if you want me to, like, you know, be there for you or whatever, just, like, let me know. Like, I'll, I'll do it and stuff like that. Because she was like, yeah, like, you remember when she talked to us about, like, the sexual harassment jokes? Like, she was mm-hmm. not tolerating that. And, um, so I think she would do something. But, I mean, I don't know. I think, I, I <laughs> think, personally, I think you should speak up either with the support of someone else or, or if you don't feel comfortable with that, maybe anonymously. Because either... I don't think it's safe for you to be working there for uh, for that reason. But I don't think it's also mentally a healthy space to work in. I think you come home and you're drained, not just from that, but having to worry about all of these inter-relationships that are happening in your work. And, like, obviously that's going to happen. I know I say, I'm saying obviously a lot right now, but it's going to happen. There's a lot of workplaces where people date or people are friends outside of work. There's a lot of workplaces with drama. I can't think of one workplace that doesn't have drama. That's a drama-free zone. Yeah. Yeah, But I think there is a level of professionalism that is required when you are working. I mean, regardless of if it's a restaurant and you're a server or it's a law office and you're a lawyer, I mean, you know. Well, I think um, it's going to be, well, I think because now we're obviously not friends anymore. We're not, like, we're completely done with all of that, that I think I don't have to worry. I don't think he's going to make any jokes, but... He also seems like the very immature, petty type. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he said anything mean about me. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm so sorry that this happened to you, too, though, and that you have to deal with this. Hopefully okay. you can come <laughs> out of having to deal with this. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know when the next time I'm working is, like, there anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, we shall see, and then we'll see if he is or not. Let's also answer your other question about any other, like, relationships at the workplace. I mean, a few crushes and maybe a few kisses on a lighter (laughs) note. Um, A few kisses here and there um, happen. I think I kissed five or six people. At work or outside of work? From the workplace but outside of work? Both at work and from work. Oh, my goodness! (laughs) Someone's getting busy. Yeah, what can I say? What can I say? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the most person I kissed, though, from from work, outside of work, is probably Kristen. <laughs> we just kissed last night. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and being so real with us. Yes, of 
course. Anytime, Tana. Like, it means a lot that you can open up and feel comfortable. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of Tea and Tangents with Tara. And we will see you on the next one. Thank you.